0: And hear from best selling authors' insight into how you too can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today. I so appreciate you. Today, we want to talk about your wealth and happiness. Now, wealth can mean a lot of things, and it doesn't necessarily specifically reflect in how much money you have in the bank, although I hope we talk a little bit about that too. But also, happiness. So what does it mean to truly live abundantly, and how does it look like, what does it look like when you're really, truly, genuinely happy? Can you have wealth and happiness? There are some people that would say, you know, money is the root of all evil, uh, you know, rich people aren't happy, all of those kind of things. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you have real, true wealth and abundance in your life, you can also have happiness, and if you don't, there's something that isn't working exactly the way that it is and you're definitely not living as a thriving entrepreneur that is so important because we need to have that abundance that wealth in our life but also the happiness that goes around along with it so that we can be the thriving entrepreneur that we were meant to be. I want that for you. I hope and pray that as you listen to our guests today, that you will discover in your own life, wealth and happiness, as you are discovering how to be a thriving entrepreneur. With that said, let's jump in to our first guest. Join me in welcoming Dr. Noah St. John. Hey, Noah, how you doing?
2: Oh, great, Steve. Great to be here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So great to have you back. So many books that we could talk about. But your latest book, The Seven Figure Life, before we jump into that, for the people who don't know who you are, you know, because they've been living under a rock or something. Tell (laughs) us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world.
2: Well, I'm known as the father of affirmations and a mental health coach to the stars. I'm also known for helping my clients who are you know, entrepreneurs, uh, experts, coaches, chiropractors, health professionals, uh, people uh, you know, in the business world. I'm, help- I'm, I'm known for helping people make more in just 12 weeks than they made in the previous 12 months while actually winning back one to three hours in their day and four to eight weeks per year. So it's not only am I known for helping people make a lot more money. I mean, my clients have added over two billion dollars since 1997 over the last 25 years. Uh, But more importantly, I think, is helping people really win their lives back, because what good is having a lot of money if you don't have a life to enjoy it, you know?
1: Absolutely. And you mentioned affirmations. That was, Mm -hmm. for people who want to go back and look it up, that was the last time we were together. That's (laughs) what we were talking about. But talk to us today about The Seven Figure Life.
2: Well, The Seven Figure Life uh, is uh, one of my newest books, as you mentioned. And uh, the subtitle is How to Leverage the Four Focus Factors. For more wealth and happiness. Now, so the reason that I wrote this book, well, one of the reasons is because my clients ask me all the time. I work with clients, you know, one on one and group coaching. I, I also do, you know, keynote speaking for, you know, groups all around the world. And one of the biggest topics that comes up, whether it's one on one or groups or in my keynote speeches, is this Idea of focus. You know, people are having so much trouble focusing because we live in a world of infinite distractions. Right at the at our fingertips, every second is a world of infinite distractions. I mean, you could watch cat videos on YouTube for the next ten thousand lifetimes, right? So there's so many distractions out there. So people are really having trouble focusing, and of course, that's hurting their their productivity. It's hurting their their income, and frankly, it's it's hurting their their happiness and their fulfillment, their level of fulfillment. So really, that's why I uh, wrote this book, uh, Seven Figure Life. To leverage, to show people how to leverage those four focus factors so that you can have more wealth and happiness. And uh, you know, people are really loving it. I mean, getting a lot of five star reviews on Amazon, and uh, people are really enjoying it.
1: Oh, I love that! So, um, tell us briefly, you know, because they got to get the book to read all of it. Uh, what the four focus factors are?
2: Absolutely. And, and I love to do it as an example. All right. So like when I'm doing my keynote speeches or working with my clients, one of the things I like to do is say, all right, I want you to imagine that I give you a million dollars. I'm going to give you a million dollars right now. And I was like, oh, great. Okay. I said, but there's just one catch. And they're like, well, what's the catch? The catch is you have no time to enjoy it. Okay, does that sound like a good deal? And you're like, well, they'll be like, well, not, not really. That's not a great deal. No, okay, it's not really great because you have no time and, you know, too, way too much to do in too little time. So, no, that's not really a great deal. Okay, I tell you what, I'll give you a million dollars, but you have to be sad, miserable, and unhappy all the time. Sound good? No, that doesn't sound very good. Okay, I tell you what, I'll give you a million dollars and you have to be all alone and you have no relationships and nobody to enjoy it with. Sound good? No, none of that sounds any good, right? So that's what I I want people to realize. And that's how I explain these four focus factors. So the four focus factors that I show you in the book, The Seven-Figure Life, is time or are. The four focus factors are time, energy, relationships, and money. All right, so when you have an abundance of those four focus factors of time, energy, relationships, and money, and by the way, it's really easy to remember because that spells the acronym TERM, T-E-R-M, right? So it's like a term paper that you wrote in high school or college, except this is a fun kind of term paper that you really want to have in your life and your business and really have it right away.
1: Oh, I love that. That's a good way of putting it too, You know, Mm -hmm. because what good is it if you have the money Mm Um, And uh, you're just a miserable wretch. And we've all met people (laughs) that have a lot of money, but you wouldn't want to spend two minutes with them.
2: Indeed, yes, indeed. Well, and that and that really is it. Because you know, when people hear the title, "The Seven Figure Life," they figure, oh, it's all about money. You know, and all no one cares about is money. I'm like, well, if that's all I cared about, then we I wouldn't be writing about these four focus factors. Because you know, there are many decisions that we make in life, right? And but we have to weigh all of these four focus factors, in my opinion, when you're making decisions. You know, like when you're going to be hiring hiring a new person or when you're going to be starting a business or growing your business or scaling your business or whatever it might be, you have to take into account these four focus factors. How is this going to affect my time? How's this going to affect my energy? How's this going to affect my relationships? And how's it going to affect my money? Now, really quickly, I mean, I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood, so I know what it's like to not have money. And let me tell you, there's nothing good about not having money. It truly sucks. So, you know, as people say, you know, that money is the root of all evil and all that stuff. You know, listen, I've been teaching about how to get rid of that, as I call it, head trash about money for for 25 years now. But I still want people to realize that as important as money is, you know, time, energy and relationships are just as important. And frankly, the most important one that people forget about is time. And why is that? Because we don't get any more. You know, energy can always be replaced. Relationships can be replaced or improved even. And money can always be replaced. The way that money works is you have some and everyone else has all the rest. But the one thing that we can't get more of is time. All of Bill Gates' billions can't buy one minute of yesterday. And yet, isn't it ironic that time is the one thing that we all think we'll have an infinite amount of. So time is the one thing that we have to really learn how to leverage just for that reason,
1: because we can't replace it. So with that said, you know, a lot of times people... Mm -hmm will judge themselves over doing things like, you know, taking a day off. Mm -hmm. So um, how do we do it so that we're in balance? You know, we're not just driven working 24 seven because, (laughs) you know, we only have a limited amount of time.
2: Well, that's absolutely right, Steve. And, you know, I I talk about the hustle and grinders, you know, the hustle and grind crowd, the hustle and grind crowd, the Lambros, as I call them, you know, it's like, oh, you got to be the hustle culture and, you know, you got to be working 14, 16, 18, 20 hours a day, you know, and if you're, if you're sleeping, uh, you know, you're a loser, if you're not working on Christmas Eve, you know, then you're a failure. And I'm like, are you nuts? (laughs) Give me a break. I want a life. You know, uh, yes, money is important, as I just stated, but my goodness, I want a life because what the heck good is money if you don't have a life to enjoy it? And really looking at the time, the energy, and the relationships, you know, those are all so important for that exact reason. And so, you know, talking about taking a day off or a week off, or, you know, for example, I'll actually give you an example from one of my clients. I was talking with one of my clients. Uh, his name's Charles, and I said, Charles, you know, if we don't put these things in place for you, how much do you think you're going to lose this year? In other words, how much do you think it's going to cost you if we don't really, you know, put these in place for you without batting an eye, he said a million dollars. No, I'm easily going to lose out on a million dollars if we don't get this in place. And I said, you know what? I hear that all the time. People say to me all the time, you know, no, if, if I don't fix this problem, if I don't get this fixed, it's going to cost me 10,000, 50,000, a hundred thousand dollars a month. You know, that's anywhere from six to seven figures a year. So, you know, this is, these are a big cost. And I said, I tell you what, just give me 10% of that million dollars. You know, you give me 10% of that million and I will find you that million dollars in the next 12 months. Now he looked at my case studies and all the people I've helped to add six and seven and eight figures. And, you know, he'd read my books and he was like, that sounds good. You know, that's why I love working with high achievers because they make decisions quickly. They don't dilly dally. He said, sounds good. Noah, let's do it. So he paid me a hundred thousand dollars to coach him one-on-one. I mean, that's 10% of a million, right? So I coached him, I walked him through the processes that we use, and I didn't find him a million dollars in the next 12 months, I actually found him $1.8 million in 10 months. (laughs) <laughs> so just by putting these things in place, by leveraging these four focus factors, he was able to make a lot more money. But <clears throat> what was even more exciting was he sent me an email. I said, hey, guess what, Noah? I'm on vacation right now. I'm taking a seven week vacation with my wife. We bought a new RV and we're driving all around the southeast and we're just having a great time. So, Noah, not only am I making so much more money, I'm also I also have way more time than I ever did.
1: I love that. You know, you were talking about the fact that you, um, uh, you know, can help a person make more money in 12 weeks than they make in an entire year. Um, does that include still having a balanced life and taking days off during that 12 weeks? Or is it really kill yourself for 12 weeks so that you can then can take the seven weeks off?
2: No, I never really talk about balance with my clients, whether it's one-on-one or group coaching. We never balance that word balance never comes up. And I think because once you start to leverage these focus factors, the four focus factors of time, energy, relationships, and money, the balance just sort of happens. So I don't I don't teach work-life balance, even though you know some people probably say that I do, but it just sort of happens. And I don't believe that you have to just be working like a mad person, you know, for 12 weeks in order to make that. Uh, that, tw- that money in 12 months. Quite frankly, what it really comes down to is just these two elements that I've been teaching my clients for over 20 years now, and that is inner game and outer game. Now, inner game is everything that happens between your ears that you can't see directly, but it affects everything that you do, right? That's your beliefs, your, your thoughts, your desires, your priorities. Those are things you can't see directly but they affect everything that you do. And yet most people haven't been taught how to master their inner game. Well, that's what I've been teaching for over 20 years now. And also you have to have your outer game in place. That's the systems and strategies, offers, funnels, traffic that really it takes in order to build that, you know, wealthy lifestyle. So it's only when you put these two things together, inner game and outer game, that's when you get to that, you know, high level of whether it's seven or eight figures or whatever it might be for you. I'll give you a quick example of that. I was working with another one of my clients named Adam and he had been he has a company, a software company. It had been stuck at four million in revenues for four years. So you know four million is you know good money, right? But he couldn't grow it. It just wasn't growing. And he had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars he'd spent all this money on marketing and gurus and all those guys he spent you know coaching and whatever and nothing was helping so he heard me speak at a conference and he hired me on the spot that's why I love working with high achievers they make quick decisions and so um, I coached him and, you know inner game and outer game in the next 18 months we took his company from four million in revenues that had been stuck there for four years to over 20 million in less than 18 months and you know what's ironic about that? We spent 95% of our time on inner game. Nobody had sat down and just showed him exactly how to master his inner game. That's the reason he was stuck at that level. And that's why we were able to get him what I like to call hockey stick growth, you know, just going along, going along. And then whoop, all of a sudden goes through the roof.
1: I love that. And for the people that are listening, Uh, You know, because I've followed your stuff for years, so they may not have caught this. But for the people that are listening, one of the core principles that you've always taught, Mm -hmm. you're using while you're talking, because you said, that's why I love working with. And then you went into that whole thing. (laughs) That is totally an affirmation. That's totally a Dr. Noah St. John.
2: (laughs) Yes, indeed. It is indeed.
1: I love it. So um, let's talk a little bit about what is something that somebody just listening today can do, you know, okay, now they've got the acronym term, what's something they could do other than, of course, they need to get the book, but what's something they could do right now to take action on to begin to live that seven-figure life in their own life?
2: Absolutely. And this is one thing that I love to work with my clients on, whether it's one-on-one or group, but this is something that you can do right now, everyone listening. And that is take your freedom temperature. Now, here's what I mean. Let's say you're you know, not feeling so hot and you go to the doctor. Well, what does he do? The very first thing he does is take your temperature. So that's what I do with my clients. And so this is a little bit different, of course. It's your freedom temperature. So here's all you do. I want you to look at those four elements that I've been talking about and that I show you in the book, time, energy, relationships, and money. And I want you to rate yourself on a scale from one to 10 of how stuck or how abundant you feel in each of those areas. So if you're saying... Gee, Noah, I have I've too much to do and too little time. You know, I, I don't have any time. Well, then you rate yourself on a one. You know, if you say, man, no, I've got all the time in the world, you rate yourself a 10. Same with energy, right? Oh, I got lots of energy, 10. No, oh, man, no, I, I really don't have a lot of energy. Okay, that's a one. Relationships. How are your relationships doing? Both your personal and your business relationships, scale of one to 10, and money. You know, how are you doing on money? Do you have the money that you want to either grow your business, scale your business, do the things that you really want to do when you want to do it, right? Scale one to 10. So you add up all those numbers and that's your freedom temperature. So you can do that literally right now in the next 30 seconds. And what you're going to find is that you're going to get a number between four and 40. 40 would be, of course, the perfect score. Four would be not so hot, right? And so here's what I always tell my clients. Anything, if you rate yourself, your freedom temperature, anything under 20, we got to get you to the ICU. <laughs> that means you need emergency care right now. So go get the book or contact me on my website or go to noahstjohn.com or breakthroughwithnoah.com. Those are a couple of our websites. You can just contact me and uh, we, got to, we got to give you emergency care because anything under 20 means you know you're just not leveraging these four focus factors. And that means you don't have the time, energy, relationships, and or money that you really, really want and frankly, that you deserve in your life.
1: I love that. So um, when a person jumps in the ICU because they haven't read any of your books, and so they've rated themselves a four, um, (laughs) what are they looking at um, to be able to get the emergency doctor Mm -hmm. to wait on them and take care of them right immediately? (laughs) well we
2: do we have we have one-on-one coaching programs and we have we have group coaching we have a program called the 12-week breakthrough where I do help you make more in just 12 weeks than they didn't than you did in the last 12 months while winning your life back I had one woman come through the program she's an entrepreneur in Arizona and she was doing okay but you know and she's a self-described seminar junkie she'd gone to all these different programs and was still hitting an income ceiling um, she tripled her investment in the first two weeks of coaching with me two weeks she tripled her investment we hadn't even gotten to the money part yet <laughs> so that's just an example of how it can work so you can go to breakthrough uh, and actually just watch an 11 minute video on how i help people make more in 12 weeks in the last 12 months and then you can just book a, a breakthrough session with me or one of my coaches all of that's at breakthrough we have we have books we have coaching we have you know one-on-one group coaching we have uh do-it-yourself programs so you know we have lots and lots of resources available uh to help people you know really give them that emergency care that they really need
1: so the latest book, again, it's called Seven Figure Life, correct?
2: Yeah, The Seven Figure Life. That's right.
1: Okay. Um, for a person who's new in your realm, especially the people who need to be in the ICU right now, um, should they start with that book? Or is there a different one of your books? They oh,
2: absolutely. You know, um, what's really nice is uh, a lot of my longtime readers who read, you know, all of my books that come out uh, are giving me really nice five-star reviews on Amazon for this new book, The Seven Figure Life. And they're saying, you know, No, it just keeps getting better. And, you know, this is new stuff, and it's not just the same old regurgitated content, which, of course, that's what I've been, you know, uh, wanting to do. And I've been putting out original content for over 25 years now. Uh, But yeah, you can go to sevenfigurelifebook.com. So the number seven, sevenfigurelifebook.com, and actually just order the book there. And then when you go back to that page, when you go back to sevenfigurelifebook.com, enter your order information, and I will actually give you $300 worth of free bonus gifts just because you heard me on this program. So just go to sevenfigurelifebook.com, order the book and enter your order information. I'll send you uh, some really awesome uh, free bonus gifts uh, because you heard me on this program.
1: Oh, and you're going to want every single solitary one of those. <laughs> so Noah, before we go, uh, just give us some words of encouragement.
2: Well, you know, I, I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. And um, at the age of 25, I decided to commit suicide, I decided to take my own life because I was so depressed and frustrated. i had been working really, really hard and really had nothing to show for it. And I, you know, at the last moment, my life was spared. And I didn't know why at the time, it took me five long years to find what is my purpose here on the earth. And once I found it, you know, that's what I've been doing for the last, uh, you know, over 25 years now, which I'm, I'm very privileged and, and very fortunate to be able to do is help people all around the world over 140 countries and adding billions of dollars in new revenues. So I want people to realize that that help is available. You know, there is help. You're not alone. Um, I've been teaching mental health for over 25 years now. Uh, but five years ago, you couldn't even talk about mental health. And I've been teaching it for 25 years. And I'm like, i <laughs> thanks for showing up to the party guys, you know? Uh, So there really is help available. You're not alone. You know, do your research, reach out, get the help you need uh, because help is available.
1: Got to get the book. Um, Again, give us that URL.
2: Sevenfigurelifebook.com.
1: Perfect. Noah, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. It's my pleasure. Oh my gosh, I could go on for the rest of the show just blathering on about how amazing Dr. Noah St. John is. You got to get his book, The Seven Figure Life. You need to check out his stuff. Check out the programs he has. They will help you find both wealth and happiness in your life as you are on your journey to live as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take a commercial break and we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur.
3: Look at Talk with Steve, it's proven, it's guaranteed, it's gonna happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve, welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about your wealth and your happiness. How can you attain both? How can you have those in your life simultaneously, ongoingly? What are some of the kind of things you need to do? Now we talked in general about the things that you need to generate that kind of life. Now we want to talk about a little bit more specific. How do you manage your money? What are some aspects of that? Maybe you even need somebody to come in and help you with it. What are the things that you can do monetarily with inside of your money and your resources to live in wealth and happiness so that you can be a thriving entrepreneur? Think about that as we listen to our next guest. Join me in welcoming Ryan Kimmler. Hey, Ryan, how you doing today?
4: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Steve.
1: Thanks for being here with us today. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world.
4: Sure, absolutely. So my background is actually um in accounting and finance, and today, I own and run my own firm, and I work with uh, small business owners and I operate as their part time cFO um and i'll I'm sure I'll get into you know what a cFO does and how they help businesses grow. Um, but that's really that's really a good summary for me. Is you know my my background again, like I said, is in accounting and finance, and I really operate as a part-time CFO um, remotely for small businesses.
1: So with that kind of position, do you have the capability to pretty well scale uh, to as many people as would take you in, or is there a limit? Um, how to, how does doing that from a remote position? How does that work?
4: Yeah. So there, there would definitely be a capacity, you know, that I would, I would cut it off. You know, I could probably only work with maybe 15 business owners at a time. Me personally, Um, I am getting ready to hire some staff and and add some capacity that way. Um, So, you know, I do plan on, you know, continuing to add more businesses, continuing to work with more businesses um, and really, you know, help them out.
1: Perfect. I love that. So, It may be a new concept to people. Give them an overview of what having a remote CFO that's part-time in your company, what that would look like and and how you can help them.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of business owners, if I say CFO in a room or or anything like that, right? The first thing that probably comes to mind is they're jumping to the big companies, right? Um, The Googles, the Apples, Microsofts, um all those kind of coca-cola whoever right all the big 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 companies of the world right and 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 they're probably thinking that oh well you know that big company needs a cfo because they've got a lot of financial things going on right but in reality you know a cfo you know their job really consists of three different parts right um so the first thing is you know they're in charge of tracking revenue profit and cash flow and um that's part number one. And then number two is um, analyzing the business's strengths and weaknesses from a financial standpoint, right? So they're going to look at all the financial reports, all the financial data. They're going to do kind of their analysis, and they're going to pick out the areas where the business is kind of weak, right? And then the third thing that a CFO really does is is they help the owner, um, you know, with strategic planning, right? And they're proposing corrective actions, Um, for the weaknesses, right? So once they've kind of dug through and done their analysis and found all the weaknesses in the business from the financial standpoint, um, then they're proposing corrective actions. And so, you know, what that really looks like from my side of things when I'm working with clients is, you know, I really try to make the financials easy, right? I know for a lot of business owners, accounting and finance is not your expertise, And, you know, that's really my job is to show up and and make things easy. And so the best way that I've found to be able to do that is um, typically building out some sort of simple one page financial dashboard, financial scorecard, whatever kind of terminology you want to throw around. But at the end of the day, right, it's 10 or 12, maybe 15, you know, really important numbers that are driving the results in the business. On one page, that's color coordinated, green, yellow, red, right? Um, obviously, green are numbers that are on track and doing well. They're they're where we want them to be. Yellow is, hey, maybe this number is not quite on track, but it's not the most important thing to fix right now. And then usually what happens is there's a number or two that ends up in red um, that's really not on track for the business that I would classify as a weakness, um, that needs to be turned around and corrected. And so when I, you know, I I do all the analysis work before I meet with my clients, and I bring the one page scorecard to the meeting, right? And it's all filled out, it's all done, it's all coordinated. And I'm going over those key numbers with the business owner that I'm working with. And then from there, you know, I said, the third part of my job is, is, or the CFO's job is to propose corrective actions. And so, then the next thing that we'll build out after we, you know, kind of go over the scorecard, we review the numbers, we will build out an action plan um, so that the business owner has very clear direction with, you know, important next steps that they can go and complete in order to turn their red numbers around. So, you know, I'm really from an outside perspective, I'm really able to take care of all three pieces for a small company. Um, You know, doing the analysis, finding the weaknesses, using the scorecard to really display those weaknesses and and really go through and explain why they're weaknesses, and then using the action plan um, to propose corrective actions uh, so that the business owner has got good direction over the next 30 days until we meet again. Um, and so every business owner that meets with me and and works with me, you know, they end up leaving the meeting with two simple one pagers, right? One that's their scorecard. That's got all their financial numbers on it. The second one, that's their action plan. That really tells them what's important to get accomplished in the next 30 days.
1: Oh, I love that. Um, I think all of us at whatever level we're at, wish we had that in front of us at the beginning of every month. Um, you know, I mean, I know some people are lucky and they have it, but a lot of us are like, man, I got to do that myself.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it it can be, it can become really consuming. Yeah. um, There's a lot of, a lot of data to go through for sure.
1: Well, that's cool. So um, is it a kind of thing where, especially the first month or two, you end up uh, needing to charge this person a little bit more because it's such a disorganized mess that it takes you a little extra time or um, do you just have like a a contract that goes six or 12 months? And so you endure the mess for the first couple of months and then it balances itself out.
4: Yeah. Good question. Um, So for the most part, you know, most of my engagements um, I keep them, I try to keep them all flat rate, right? So they're really consistent for the business owner. Um, and then, you know, if there, you know, if there really is a mess, um, you know, then that's, that's gotta be one of the first couple of things on the action plan that we've got to get that really taken care of and cleaned up. Um, and so, um, you know, to answer your question, you know, I, I try, like I said, I try to keep things flat rate. And for the most part, um, you know, I, I don't do long-term contracts. Everything is month to month, you know, I'm showing up and, and we're having our meetings every month and really, you know, proving my worth and showing you in the numbers, you know, the changes that we're making. And, and you know, in most um, scenarios with small business owners, you know, I end up more than paying for myself. Um, so I really make it a a no brainer for business owners to be able to work with me, um, you know, given that they're the right size and and they're in the right position to do so.
1: So that brings up a really great point. You said right size and in a push position to do so. How does a person know when they're there? I mean, like, are there things that it's like, you know, do this first and then let's move on to using my services? You know, what? what is the place where a person isn't ready for your service?
4: Yeah. So I think from a size perspective, right, um, probably doing at least half a million dollars a year in revenue. Um, is, is probably where you need to be just, just in order to be able to really, you know, afford me it and have it make sense. Right. I I want a good return for the business owners that I'm working with. And so, you know, approaching that half a million dollars in sales a year is really the mark where we can start looking at, you know, having you work with me, you know, as an outside CFO, um, and the and the other piece is is just um you know really having good books and, and good bookkeeping in place right i mean i could definitely help if you know if that's needed um and, and you know connect you with a couple of referral partners that i've got to get those things cleaned up um you know but those are a couple of things that i look at if there's like a major 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 problem um then you know i'll let you know hey you know this is going to be several, and most of the time, this is not the case, right? I've only seen this like maybe once or twice, but if there is a major problem, you know, then it's probably going to be several months before it makes sense for us to work together, just because it's going to take some time for the bookkeeper to get things cleaned up. Um, but for the most part, the the biggest thing is just making sure that the business is the right size, you know, doing at least half a million dollars in sales. Um, and then, you know, a really good, fit to work with me is just um you know if your profits are not strong um and when i say strong you know i'm talking a minimum uh 20 to 25% net income you know is really what i'm shooting for at a at a bare minimum with the business owners that i'm working with um you know to ensure that we've got good cash flow after that net profit um and so you know if you're operating a business and and you're less than that 20 to 25% net income um, you know, you you probably need the help of of a CFO or you know, myself, my firm, whatever, um, just so that you can really have some help diving in and finding those inefficiencies so that your business can operate, you know, more healthy.
1: So for a person, I know there's gotta be several that are really excited about this and would love to have a chance to work with you or talk to you more. Um, how would a person go about getting in t- contact with you and finding out more about your services?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So um, easiest way is simply netprofitcfo.com. dot um, that is really the easiest way to find me. and then in the upper right hand corner, um, I do offer you know a free thirty uh, minute profit acceleration session. Um, you know, we'll kind of dive into your business and I'll help you, you know, you know, find some inefficiencies, um, improve your profits in any way that I can. Um, And then, you know, if, if it's a right fit and I really think that I can help you, then um, from there, you know, we'll probably look at doing some sort of, I've got a free financial assessment um, that I'll do for business owners as well. Um, So, but yeah, definitely the easiest, easiest place to find me and, and start working with me, um, NetprofitsCFO.com. Um, you could also Google my name, Ryan Kimler, last name is spelled K-I-M-L-E-R. Um, you're probably going to find me on a few podcasts and uh, LinkedIn as well. They always do a good job with the Google searches. Um, that's, that's the, but the best way to get in contact with me is just my website. Like I said, NetprofitsCFO.com, And my calendar is right on the homepage that you can uh, book a call with me.
1: Perfect. I love that. So, before you go, give us some some salient advice. What would be the one thing that you wish every business owner knew and would do to make your life easier?
4: Oh man, <laughs> the one thing that I wish that that they knew. I I don't know if I can narrow it down to one. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit here, and I'm gonna narrow it down to two. Number one is when you hit six figures. Um, you need to go out and find a good bookkeeper to work with. Um, you know, in, in today's age with Zoom and after the pandemic and all that stuff, there's a lot of really great remote bookkeeping companies that are out there um that'll get your books done for a very reasonable price. And for the opportunity cost of a business owner, you know, doing their own books, it just makes sense to hire one of these outsourced bookkeeping companies um that really has an expertise at you know, being in the books and, um, you know, getting the reports, right. So that'd be the first thing. Second thing would be, you know, I think every, every business owner out there, um, they all kind of want to scale, right? That's, that's the kind of the, the it's, it's the best thing, right? It's, it's what everybody wants more, more revenue, more sales, bigger company. And, you know, I, I can say that I think the second thing that would, that would make my life a lot easier, um, you know, that bi- if business owners would do would just be to prove the model first, right. And, and, you know, I, I get a lot of companies that come to me and they're half a million dollars in sales, or they're a million dollars in sales, maybe a couple million dollars in sales. And their net income is not 20 or 25%. And, you know, it's like, prove the model first and make sure that you can get to that net income level, the way that you're operating. Because if you can't, you know, it really doesn't make it as worth your while to scale, right? I always ask business owners, um, you know, if you're going to add a million dollars to your business in sales, right? Obviously, you know, sales comes with more work because you've got to have people on the back end to really fulfill and, and provide the service, whatever business that you're in. So, do you want to add a million dollars in sales and add a million dollars more worth of work, and keep eighty thousand dollars out of that million, or would you rather keep two hundred thousand or two hundred fifty thousand? That's the difference between having a eight percent net income and a twenty or twenty five percent net income. Um, and so that would be the second thing: is just make sure you've proved out the model, and make sure that the model is a high net income model before you really go into scaling your business and add more work. That'd be the second thing.
1: Well, I love that. Ryan, thanks so much for spending some time with us and sharing all your wisdom with us here on the show today.
4: Absolutely. Happy to do it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Don't be ashamed to ask for help. In fact, do allow the people that are good at the things like accounting and stuff like that to come in and help you so that you can live as a thriving entrepreneur, let's take another commercial break and we'll be right back
3: here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with someone. Say yes to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about your wealth. And your happiness. We've had two great guests that have helped us look at some aspects of living in wealth and happiness. And We've got one more great person with a great message to talk to you about following your dreams, doing the things that you want to do, and thriving in the successful purpose that is your life and is you living as a thriving entrepreneur. With that said, let's jump in to our third guest. Join me in welcoming Joel Salomon. Hey Joel, how are you doing today?
5: Great, Steve, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, thanks for being here. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world.
5: First of all, I'm a proud dad to two amazing, intelligent, caring, thoughtful daughters, uh, Lauren and Morgan. I know they were just born yesterday, but uh, they turned 19 and 17 two weeks ago. And uh, my company name is named after them. It's uh, Sal Lore Moore. So S-A for my last name, Lore for Lauren, Moore for Morgan. Uh, So that's most important in my life. I created my companies for them, uh, to leave a legacy for them. And I started my career as an actuary. Uh, you may know the difference between an actuary and an accountant. Uh, an actuary looks at his feet when he talks to you. An accountant looks at your feet when they talk to you. Okay. You guys could, you guys could laugh. That was a joke. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, I started. But an actuary, what an actuary does do is uh, calculates the premium you have to pay for your insurance policy, life insurance, health insurance, car, disability, home insurance. Calculate your life expectancy. So I did that. I was working at an insurance company for a number of years, but my true dream was to be a money manager. And when I reached out to a lot of professional mutual fund and hedge fund managers, they told me one thing, you can't do this. You don't have the experience. You don't have the background. You don't have the education. So I tell my clients now, hashtag doubt the doubt, have faith in your dreams and desires. And I that was my big lesson because it literally took me 15 years after they told me, gave me doubt because I incorporated that into my mindset. And though I did eventually achieve my dream 15 years later, uh, I worked at City in 2008, uh, some of you may remember 2008 was not the best year in the stock market. So trial by fire, I managed to make a little bit of money as a long short uh, stock and bond investor for city in 2008. And so I achieved my dream 15 years after having that goal. And a few years later, my whole division was laid off which gave me the kick in the butt to start my own hedge fund uh, called Solomon Capital. And in 2015, in December, I went to a personal development course, and two things happened at the course that completely changed my life, and now I call myself a prosperity coach, teaching people how to become financially free, teaching emerging entrepreneurs who are not yet generating significant income how to do that um, and eliminate the roadblocks standing in the way of their financial freedom.
1: Mm, I love that. Andrew, the best-selling author of the book, Nine Money Rules Millionaires Use. Um, Tell us a little bit about your book and what we can find in it.
5: The reason why I wrote that book is uh, my first book, Mindful Money Management. I got comments from readers that there's a lot of great information. It was a memoir about my experience as a hedge fund manager, And there was a lot of good tips and tricks in there. Would I consider writing a book on those tips and tricks? And so that became the nine money rules millionaires use. And to be open with you guys who are listening um, and with you, Steve, I'm not a rules guy. So I wrote a book on rules and I'll, I say right up front, I'm not, of rules, guys. So I'm okay with you guys breaking any rule. And so I'll tell you a few of the rules uh, today. The first one is when you believe. Because what I teach my clients now is if you don't have the proper mindset, if you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe in your product, you don't believe that you're worthy of massive wealth, then and if you don't believe in your investments, or if you're an investor, you're going to be buying when you should be selling and selling when you should be buying. So what I teach is to write down your level of belief in each investment idea or a potential investment you are thinking about or a current investment. And if you're not at least a seven, eight, nine, or 10, where 10 is absolute faith, you know, you're going to make money. And one is massive doubt. There's no way in heck you're going to make money then don't go there. So having a proper belief level is so critical in in each investment and in your business. So that's rule number one. Rule number two is trust your intuition. And I'm pretty sure there's no financial planner, financial advisor out there that'll tell you as an individual professional investor to trust your intuition. But as a former hedge fund manager, I will tell you, that if you don't, if I didn't trust my intuition, I would have made less money or lost money. So my clients ask me, Joel, how do you develop your intuition? So I say, it's just like any other muscle. You know, you I used to go to the gym and do bicep curls. So to develop my biceps. So you develop your intuition by using it every chance you get. Say you live in Manhattan and you're on the subway platform, and there's a local train sitting there, and the express is coming in two minutes. What do you do, local or express? Express, local, what do you do? You trust your intuition. Now, every Thursday morning, I used to take my daughters to school, and we had options. We could take the local roads, we could go highway, or we could hitchhike. Just kidding. So, Normally my intuition was telling me to take the highway, but one morning it was massively backed up with traffic. And my intuition is still telling me to take the highway, but my intellect said, go local. And I listened to my intellect because I didn't trust my intuition. I saw the flashing lights. I heard the sirens. Because I didn't trust my intuition, it cost me a $150 speeding ticket. And to this day, my daughters tease me and call me speedy pants.
1: It's
5: mm-hmm. very that, important. That is trusting your intuition, yeah. And I, I know in my life, every time I didn't trust it, I lost money. So let me just give you a quick investment example related to intuition. In 2008, in February, I managing money for Citigroup. And we did the analysis. We were shorting, betting that AIG, American International Group, was going to go down. We knew it was overvalued. And three months later, we had already made 25% on the position, which is a lot in just three months, annualized 100%. And my analyst came to me and said, he gave me the analysis and said, look, it's it's going back up. And so I looked at the analysis. Use my intellect and we got out. Now, three days later, they the stock was down five percent more, and my intuition was screaming at me, Joel, it's going lower. So we got back in, we bet again, we shorted again, we bet it was going to go lower, and three months later, it's down 60%. We made 60% on our money by trusting my intuition. So Write down your level of intuition as well as your belief in each investment idea. And again, if you're not a seven, eight, nine, or ten on intuition, don't go there. That's rule number two. Let me give you just one more exciting rule. Rule number three is: Can happiness buy you money? Not can money buy you happiness. Can happiness buy you money? On. Um, July 1st, 2015, I was on the Metro-North train rolling into Manhattan when I got the news. The stock that we were betting that was going to go down was being acquired for a 30% premium. And I literally had a tear rolling down my cheek because I was in pain. I was about to lose millions of dollars of my investors money. And at that moment, I felt like giving up. Have you felt that way? Felt like giving up? Felt like no matter what you did, it wasn't going to matter. Absolutely. So I could have given up that day and it was it was massive losses for my investors. And for some reason, I don't know why I put on an uplifting song, Ooh Child by the Five Stair Steps. You know, ooh child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh child, things are gonna get brighter. And of course the song, didn't make me ecstatic, but it did stop me from crying. And I got into Grand Central Station a few minutes later, uh, was listening to the song as I got to my office. I took it off my uh, headphones so that my colleagues could hear because they knew it was going to be a terrible, terrible day. And I did some reflection throughout that day, put on some more uplifting songs and realized that I didn't feel quite as bad when I was listening to these songs. And I started putting together a list in the days after of what could make me happy, (coughs) unconditionally happy. And so I challenge listeners and you, Steve, to put a list together of what I'll call happy habits. What things can make you happy when you know, something really terrible goes on in your life. Maybe it's uplifting songs. Maybe it's going for a jog or, you know, playing games with your daughters, uh, you know, playing with a dog or cat, being in nature, meditating, journaling, visualizing, whatever it is for you, uh, that makes you feel a little bit better. Notice all those things have nothing to do with spending money. So, I realized that day and in the the weeks ahead that I could change my feelings to unconditional happiness. And a funny thing happened. Here's the punchline. So July was obviously not the best uh, month managing money uh, for my clients. Um, August and September were better. In fact, we had our best two months in August and September relative to the stock market index. My fund was up 3%, the market was down 9%. We outperformed by 1,200 basis points over those two months. And I will, I credit it to this day by having changed my feelings to happiness unconditional happiness putting all these practices in place over the coming weeks so that happiness can indeed buy you money so I'll pause there uh, with the first three if you guys want to learn more about the nine money rules uh, you can find it on Amazon you can find it on my website uh, it's a great book a lot of people have told me it's changed their life so lo- love to change more people's lives if you guys want it
1: that's amazing. So tell us uh, what kind of people do you prefer to work with and where do we get started with you?
5: Great, great question. So the I found that 70 to 80% of the people that I help are emerging entrepreneurs that are not yet making significant amount of money. And what I mean by significant is at least 20,000 US dollars a month and when i say emerging entrepreneurs it's people who either want to start a business and still working at their full time job or people who are starting their own business or who have already started their business and in the first you know say 5 years and are not yet making that 20,000 a month so that's those are the uh core uh clients and potential clients uh but i i also teach uh, I'm not a financial planner. I'm not a financial advisor. All I do is teach and I I teach clients how to invest their money, be it in stocks or real estate. Those are two chapters in the nine money rules. I also teach about manifesting and manifest money manifesting techniques that have worked for me and have worked for my clients. In fact, my one-on-one coaching clients are up to uh, $2.5 million of money manifested in my Money Miracles membership members as of today are up to 1099000 So these techniques work. Uh, So you can find uh, me at Salamor.com, S-A-L-A-U-R-M-O-R.com. Again, named after my daughters, Lauren and Morgan. Um, I actually give everyone 30 minutes free and I'll give one more free thing because rule number six in the book is giving. So listeners text to the number 66866 if you text the number 66866 prosperity uh doesn't matter for cat if it's capitals or small prosperity p or will give them a, a free white paper called the five mistakes new millionaires make the five mistakes new millionaires make now even if you're not yet a new millionaire act as if you are i teach act as if act as if you're already there, get the white paper. It's absolutely free. Um, So I'm giving you guys uh, both of those uh, free items today.
1: Well, thank you so much. Joel, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today.
5: My pleasure, Steve, it was a great pleasure, great honor. Uh, Thank you so much for having me.
1: What are the key elements for you as a thriving entrepreneur to live in wealth and happiness, to enjoy the life that you have, to live thriving and truly free, to maximize while it's called today. Isn't that what I'm always bringing it back down to? Today's the day you've got. Today is the day. I love Dr. Seuss's book where he says, Oh, the places you will go with shoes full of feet, with head full of brains and shoes full of feet. You'll never know. The places you will go and the people you will meet. I love that saying. And I love for us to think about what can we do while it's called today to live as a thriving entrepreneur, to find true wealth and true happiness. So that even if we spent a ton of money yesterday and our bank account is feeling a little ouchy today. That we still know we're wealthy, we're abundant, we are prosperous, we're living exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or even think because we have a plan for wealth and even more so, I think, happiness. There are a lot of people that are wealthy but are miserable. There are a lot of people that are happy but they can't pay this month's rent. Let's put them both together. Let's truly live and love and thrive in our wealth and our happiness. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world, uh, the world does need you. We need you to be the best you that you can be while it's called today, maximizing you and maximizing today to live each day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. I so want that for you. Thanks for joining me today. I hope that until we're together again next time, you have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.